Welcome to Breaking the Panel. Now new fun size kits as we hand them out. I am Charles McFall. And you know, as we do, as we are, we've got uh, Phil, Emily Swan, Keating, because I realize I had not changed your tag on the stream yet. Oh, look at that. <laughs> you didn't change anyone's tags. Hi. Uh, no, everything I'm- switches around. Ah, I'll fix it. Don't worry about it. That's fine. Support her. Don't support me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, Paul filling in for Phil. Paul Klotz. Hi. <laughs> and how is this Hold possible? On. Fuck you. Is that what you think of me? Hi. <laughs> I think you're kind of right. That's yeah. what we all think of you. I, so. just, I think of a puppet in human form. I'm a goddamn Muppet of a man, thank you very much. <laughs> or a very manly Muppet. Mm, I think, yeah, right no. the first time. Yeah, yeah the Muppet of a man. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're right. I was right. I was right. All right, so as we're doing, we're doing things in new segments, and the first segment tonight is going to be Chris Wisdom, who? whose tag is correct. Who? Uh, who? I, everybody else gets an intro, except I, I don't. I'm introing you that, now. No, number no, one, not, no, no, top no, of the no, list. That's not, no, that's not how my this works. Favorite, yeah, huh? My nope. favorite, my <laughs> favorite tallest person under four feet, Chris Wisdom. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, so uh, this week I just want to follow up a little bit uh, on some local responses and just what I've been seeing on the uh, the interwebs for uh, brick and mortar stores. Because as much as we 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 you know punched at them a, a couple weeks ago, like we all still want them to do the best they can and come out come through this on the other side. It's just uh, it's about how they can change, you know, pivot, pivot in the world we live in now and uh, what the marketplace will look like when they come out of this. Uh, now, starting with comic and gaming stores. Um, seen a lot of pivot lately to uh, a larger online presence than they had prior to um think i do you guys have caveman collectibles or caveman games in your area no no okay because i think i think they're kind of a big chain out here um midwest wise we have uh oh god i can't think of the name of it now okay it's not important, but so it's it's a chain of collectible stores. We have it's Second a, and Charles. A second and Charles? Okay, yep. yep. Uh, uh, so similar. They've always had like you can buy stuff in store. You can buy stuff on their on their on their website, right? So this is nothing new, but a lot of uh, smaller single space stores don't really have that presence. A few of them might dabble a little bit doing eBay stuff or whatever, but they don't really get, they don't really dive too deep into it. Uh, one of the best examples that I've seen so far, and it's probably just because it's in my local area, is uh, Gamers HQ here in Topeka. It's a local uh, video game store. Yeah, they they completely went 180 um to 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 match the speed and direction of the waters that they're sailing in right now um they went from all in their their uh, their business model was just a used and new video game store it was it was a competitor a local competitor of GameStop, um but they had a really really loyal customer base and they did they had uh monitors up in one one half of the store where they'd run tournaments you could come in you could try your games out um really good customer service their customers were great they do uh, custom custom controller mods things like that um within a week they had their store up online um, nice. it started out tentatively what they were doing was basically they they pulled they they exported their inventory list into an excel excel spreadsheet posted it on facebook and said this is what we've got um we will deliver to the or we will mail it out in the Topeka area it's going to be free uh anywhere outside we'll have to figure that out you're probably going to pay you know shipping or whatever um but they've they've done really well. Uh, they started out with just, of course, PlayStation Four, Switch, and Xbox One titles. 
they have since started putting on up their use titles. I think N64 were the ones that went N64 titles were the their their first foray into the used games as far as uh, uh, okay. previous generation systems. So they're doing really well. Uh, I think this is this is what we talked about a few weeks ago. Is stores need to decide how they're going to survive. They they can't depend. Um, on the government, they can't depend on when their business is going to be allowed to be open. If they can be in their store themselves and figure out a way to push out product, they need to figure out a way to do that. Uh, some of the stores that haven't been able to do that uh, in the comics market, we do have creators coming to their to their rescue. Uh, Dan Jurgens, I just saw today, he's got some original art and a sketch, uh, an open bag of Superman 75, the black cover, Death of Superman, uh, where he's done a sketch on it, signed it. He's got it up on Bink right now, which is Book Industry Charitable Foundation. They're running an auction. Uh, a lot of a lot of creators are going to that site and they're uh, they're dumping original property on there to uh, to get money raised that are going to go to a bigger fund that'll help these the local comic book stores, smaller stores, things like that. Um, I, I want to say I saw something about Todd McFarlane doing something last week, and I know just this week Donny Co- uh, Cates uh, at the Austin Comic Book, uh, Austin Books and Comics, bought 100% of customer pull lists in that oh, store. Oh, nice! The, the, so That's the, dope. The, yeah. the stores notifying their customers via you know their contact list they have and, and through Facebook. Um, but the, the the creators are doing what they can to support the local the the. The local shops and that's good i mean we, we obviously i again i don't think that the publishers can afford to prop up or do what they can to to slow the waters for these stores but the creators are doing what the creators can do and that's 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 wonderful now if the stores can figure out a way to change their market or their uh the way they sell these these products that would behoove them um and you know we don't do it often, but every once in a while we kind of defend uh, the movie theaters, right? Because sometimes, <laughs> it's sometimes like we're storming Normandy theaters. Beach. We gotta defend yeah. the theaters. We gotta <laughs> make sure they survive. Sometimes they're just stuck with the uh, the situation. You know, they're they're stuck playing the hand that they're dealt. When we talk about Disney and the other uh, production houses, you know, what what stipulations they have to get their movies. You know, they're they're their margins are pretty razor thin so are they the bad guys for having astronomical prices on their concessions yeah a little bit but you have to understand where they're coming from right yeah that's why you just sneak hoagies into the movie yeah, exactly. <laughs> hoagies, yeah. and that's that that uh that new sweater shirt that's got the pizza pocket in it that's insulated <laughs> and everything yeah mm-hmm. yep i can uh, fit a whole fucking <laughs> foot long or two in the squirtle costume <laughs> no, no you can't no you can't i've, I've heard this <laughs> that's a baby no no he said he hear. could he, not say, he didn't say he does <laughs> not saying he does oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I choose not to yeah. <laughs> uh so i did see the uh so government bailout checks uh the payroll protection stuff is not working out right now for theaters. Um, it's uh, NATO, the National Association of Theater Owners, is saying across the board theaters are having an issue trying to get these loans, to get these grants. Um, you even have instances of insurance companies not paying up. Uh, the report from Star Cinema Grill in Houston is saying that Lloyd's of London is trying to weasel its way out of the deal um, because in their insurance policy, they do have they do have pandemic insurance, right? Okay. COVID nineteen isn't specifically listed. Because, <laughs> uh, so we had to have we had to have the foresight, the minority report level looking into the future to be able to to ensure it gets something nobody saw coming. 
Yep. Yep. So, right. so again, like we're not that's that's... so unlike an insurance company. <laughs> yeah. out of the way yeah. of paying yeah. people. When one shitty entity meets another shitty entity, we'll see. That. <laughs> yeah, but... corporate shitception. Shitception's yeah. <laughs> pretty good. Uh, yeah. uh, AMC. Uh, you know, we talked about them last week. Uh, Cinemark is starting to do what they can to cut payroll at all levels and do some debt sale uh, debt sell off to try and be more liquid. Uh, We'll see where these things go, and we'll see what the production companies do. Uh, Lionsgate is starting to uh, team with some people to do virtual releases of movies, um, older titles and stuff right now. We'll see what the future holds. But right now, this is what's going on uh, at those levels to, to try and survive and, and weather the storm. We'll see. We'll see what comes out on the other end. Hopefully, we still have places like this to go. So I, I am curious what you, you guys think somebody would pay right now, because you still go out somewhat. Right, shelter in place, whatever, but you can still get essentials. What if these movie theaters, it's so stupid as I even propose it, but just play along here. What if these movie theaters gave you a six foot space? So you could have like 10 people in the entire theater, right? All spaced out, special, you know, wash your hands, everything. How much do you think people would pay right now for like royal screening treatment to be able to go in with be one of five to 10 people? in a theater and you get the the food and the beer and the watch your favorite movie on the screen that just came out or, or you know, that kind of thing not just came out but the watch infinity war again you guys think anybody would pay for that uh all being legal being aside so the guy sitting in the back row that can sneeze on everybody in front of him he's probably yeah. gonna pay for it <laughs> yes. anybody below the back row probably not so much <laughs> uh yeah no <laughs> I, I think I, I think I, people would do it like that's yeah. if if the behavior I, I've only left the house like three times in the last month and two of those times were to go to medical facilities. So uh, it's two times more than normal, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my social distancing is way, way down. Uh, yeah. And like when I, so I've had to go to Walmart a couple times in the last month or so. Uh, to pick up prescription and uh, to go get finally restock on some groceries this past weekend. And I, based on what the behavior I'm seeing in people, yeah, like there are a lot of people who just don't care or don't, I don't know, but they're like, it, Walmart was a, a complete shit show on Saturday. There were people everywhere and you had people running the gamut like there are people wearing face masks and wearing gloves and trying to stay away from other people i watched this one woman in one aisle go like oh oh lord no yeah. I, I need to come in the morning i should have come in the morning she's talking to herself she's like i should have come in the morning uh it, it's it was crazy and a lot of those people are just shopping because they're bored so I know that if the theaters were allowed to open back up and they were allowed to sit people like five seats apart, they would. And some morons would roll out and be like, here's my money. Yeah. Yeah. And let yeah, me go. It's, it's called central Pennsylvania, Paul. <laughs> uh, it's called They're, central everywhere. Yeah. USA. Just, that, that $1,200 is just burning a, a hole in their wallet. That's on a chain connected to their pants. <laughs> Uh, it's what I've seen that's been cool, Christopher, is that we have a local retro shop that used to be here. It closed down, but they still have a shop down in Virginia. And what they've been doing is they've been holding live auctions on their Facebook page. Uh -huh. So they have all these 
old records and old uh, comic books and old games, and they're just doing a twice a week, seven hour streams and just nice. auctioning things off to to people, and then you know having the shipping costs on top of it. So it's been a cool pivot. I know even with me, I mean, I'm trying to set up home delivery for the winery because we need to pivot and figure something out because I got payroll to pay for and payroll ain't cheap. Mm-hmm. I know a lot so. of people are trying to pivot, right? I know our local farm and you were already talking about this last week and, and or some version thereof. Our, we have uh, farms around here that do the come pick your own and it's a big family outing and it's huge. I mean, it's really huge in our area with blueberries and apples and peaches and, and just about everything you can grow in Georgia, you can go and, and pick yourself. And of course, it's during seasons. Well, right now is the big strawberry season, and right now you can't do that. You can't have people just wandering through your farm and touching things and all this other stuff. And uh, they they basically have drive through, pick it up. They're selling the. You can't pick it yourself, so you don't get that adventure. But here's the bushels of strawberries mm-hmm. for the same price, and they just had cars lined up, and they're on Facebook yeah. Live talking about that's awesome for supporting us, and you know. Everybody's got to pivot somehow right now, or you will not possibly make it. Now, I've got the, I will say right now, I've got the chat room so fired up with that movie theater <laughs> suggestion. I mean, they are so pissed. Like, oh, my God. And Rita like, just because you're six feet apart, you can't get sick. You know, Kilted, Kilted is doing the same thing. He's like, I shout, but Nicole blocked me. He's like, stay the fuck home. Um, <laughs> and y'all aren't wrong, all right? I'm mocking sometimes everybody, I just, Sometimes when I get bored, I don't take my allergy medicine. <laughs> and then I, I zombie walk into uh, my local Target and Walmart just to cause chaos. So you do it like Night of the Living Dead, whereas Ohioans do it like 28, 28 days later. 20, yeah, no, no. You, you <laughs> yeah. got to drag that leg behind you. Yeah. Just a little bit of mess. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit of mess. <laughs> just well a done. taste. Just a taste. Uh, but no, that's that's yeah. good. I, I mean, it's it's nice to see that some of these the stores that aren't lying down and 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 weeping to themselves are 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 doing well. And I understand that some of them, like we just had a comic, another comic book store open within a month of all of this is happening here in Topeka. Um, they had just gotten their Facebook page up. They had just done like a soft opening, and within two or three weeks, stay at home, non essential businesses closed. They're like, ah. They hadn't really gotten a chance to establish any kind yeah. of customer base or anything, or even a presence, really. So they're already they're competing with three, three comic book stores and then vintage stock, and it's it it was rough for them. I don't know. I haven't really seen much from them on Facebook either. So, well, uh, when when did they open doors? Uh, so just roughly four week, five weeks ago, four or five weeks ago. Okay, so that's yeah. their own fucking fault. Right, we we saw this sweeping through in November, into December, into January, into February. Well, they didn't. I mean, that's that's when they opened doors. But the whole, I mean, like you know, getting the loan for your business, getting the stock, that's and everything true. you needed to that's was true. already in place. Already in, I mean, in, in, yeah, yeah. This, they they didn't set yeah. up a store four weeks ago. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, just I don't know what kind of website they have, but yeah, I, I don't I mean, know that they do. Okay. I don't know that well, they, there you that go. They had to, yeah. Well, it'd be interesting to see if you can get in contact to them with like 
uh, like my local retro shop and they just mm-hmm. do these auctions for these, you know, graded books that they have just laying around or even trade paperbacks. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's the thing that just Caleb over at, at Gamers HQ was just so adamant about not taking this lying down and flip script on it so quick. Um, from what I can see, he's, he's done a pretty good job of keeping the people at the shop, you know, his employees. Um, <clears throat> I mean, he's not able to give them all their hours and everything like that, but what he can do, he's doing. And he's he's doing a lot of it by himself too, to try and make sure the store stays open, uh, reaching out. He's, he's so he's posting two or three times a day, uh, trying to keep his social presence up. It's, it's this, this, that's the cues that these other stores need to follow to do something. Yeah. Even or, just do cold, yeah. or just doing cold calls on people that haven't picked up their pull list. And yeah, absolutely. Months. Yeah. And I mean, everybody can get PayPal nowadays basically. Right. So there's no reason that you can't just do an Excel spreadsheet run the sales in your store, charge a customer. And then even if you're doing like a curbside deal, like bring it out, and, you know, yeah. I, I know a lot of these smaller businesses are running off square and square has an option to do a digital store through a website. Mm. So even that's an yeah. option. Or even banks. Now banks very quickly rolled out, take payments from people, even on a personal account mm. Uh, mm. that showed up very shortly after COVID I, I'm with Wells Fargo. So I did not have that option <laughs> before. And all of a sudden, especially <laughs> on my business account, it's like, Hey, receive payments from people, blah, blah, blah. So, oh, that's just a service you got signed up for. You didn't realize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You signed <laughs> Wait, which one of your personal accounts is that applicable to? Yeah, is it, that is it just there, one yeah. through 15 or is it all of them? Yeah, yeah. too real. Too real. <laughs> Breaking the panel is made possible by you and other listeners just as awesome as you are. If you want to support the show and get a little something in return, just go to patreon.com slash breaking the panel because we do appreciate the help. Uh, you know, to what you were saying, Chris, about, you know, Gamer HQ there trying to to keep, you know, give hours that he can and everything. That's what I think a lot of these small business owners have to do right now. They have to do what they can to keep the doors open however they can. And they have to turn to their employees and they have to say, listen, you have a job when I can give it back to you, mm-hmm. but you should file unemployment and, and all of that kind of stuff. Like you should absolutely go hit all the tools that are made available to you. That's why everybody pays taxes. That's what unemployment is part of why we pay taxes. And, you know, you should go turn unemployment and get on it for as long as you can with all of this going on. Cause the idea is they need to save as much as they can to keep the business afloat so that when we get back to the point where people can walk into stores again, that the stores still exist. And so, yeah, it's, there's, it's, it's a it's labyrinthian let's be honest like all the 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 options you know we talked about i think you miss um, you mistake it david bow is not coming to save us. <laughs> his cod pieces though yeah. uh, <laughs> but i mean like there's and with all the the loans that are going out to some sectors and some not and all of this and everything it's chaos right now but supporting your local shops if you can if they're if they're finding a way to pivot and you still have the means to support them do obviously. And if you see them going above and beyond, even if you can't support them today, when you can go support them, you know, when we get back to normalcy here sometime in the future, go to that store and give them some of your business because they deserve it. Especially if they're fighting tooth and nail to, to keep crawling forward right now. Uh, For myself, the interesting thing is, you know, because I sell, I sell magic cards 
online on tcgplayer.com out of my home and I left my inventory live as everything started happening, but I didn't change any prices and I just took orders as they came in. And the only way I was going to shut down my store was if I, basically if I got sick, I wouldn't want to process orders. If so, if I got sick, I would cancel any outstanding orders and I would just let, you know, shut my store down for however long it took to get better. Uh, that hasn't happened. So I haven't had to, I saw an immediate lull in once we started talking about, social distancing and shutting down non-essential businesses, I saw sales dip. And I don't do a lot of volume, but I know that what I've seen coincides with other people that I know that do this as well. Uh, somebody local who does way more volume than I do. And he said the same thing. It dipped dramatically. But then it resurged. And I have been continuously processing orders at least a few a day, which is good volume for me because I'm small. I'm really small fish in a really big pond. Uh, Part of what helped that is the TCG Player Direct Center in Syracuse is shut down right now because it's non-essential, but the, so they can't order cards from there. But the th fact is, there's still money flowing through the system. People are still buying things. People are still buying luxury goods, entertainment goods, because a lot of people are looking at it like, well, I've got time on my hands now to fill so I'm going to keep buying the things that I wanted to buy. And then when I can get back to normal, I'll have a lot of, like in the case of my case with trading cards, they'll be able to play their games again. They'll be able to go to their local shops and stuff. So it's interesting. Um, I haven't updated any of my inventory either. So I'm just selling through stuff that was already listed at the prices that it was listed at before everything happened. So I find that really interesting. Um, eventually that will run out of gas because I'm not uploading more inventory, but anybody who is consistently getting new orders in and filling those orders as best they can and then offering their their stock that they've had sitting around up it you have a captive audience i've said this a bunch of times since this all started to go down people want to fill the hours people are going stir crazy now we're into like three four weeks in a lot of areas a lot of states like mine People are starting to get antsy. They need things to pour their time and energy into. So any store that is going to do yeah. their best to meet that demand is going to find some level of success. It might not be enough to keep the doors open. I'm not going to lie and say that, you know, it's going to be as good as if you're, if you were operating as normal or anything like that, but there are options. And hopefully this will teach a lot of small businesses how to be active both online and locally so that they have a more successful viable business in the long term too yeah now creatively 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 whatever i say it wrong i don't care uh the arts right the arts are trying to survive as well and this weekend uh, i think it was sunday afternoon we watched swan lake by the atlanta ballet that was pre-recorded but they broadcast it in super high depth i mean it's beautiful it's in high def um on their facebook page and they were leaving it up for a week. And you didn't have to pay for it. It's all free. There's no special codes or anything. But, they're, of course, they're asking for donations and getting followers on their page to do that. Uh, I think I talked about Modos is Modern Arts, uh, Modern Art Design Atlanta. Um, was uh, uh, They're doing classes online. Those you do pay for. And they have, like, Zoom links. So, I think everybody's trying, right? Everybody's trying to keep stuff going. And even artists. Like, I was talking with Emily Swan today about some things. And gave her some ideas. But her school that she teaches art through, she, once a week she teaches art on their Facebook page as an open art class. I know the libraries here have been doing open book reading time once you just come to their Facebook page. And, and it's like reading time at the library. Those kind of things. So 
everybody's got to figure out something. And that's that's the brave new world, right? I don't think. Let me ask you this. Instead of saying what I think, let me ask you in the chat room. Once things quotey fingers go back to, there's nothing's ever going back to normal. Our old normal's gone. But going back to the new normal, do you think we're going to go back to 100%, you know, rushing into brick and mortars and everybody has to be in the office? Or do you think we're going to have more of this creativity of let's watch the ballet online and sell tickets that way or let's sell uh, wine orders online, Phil, for your situation where people can come pick it up ahead of time? You think you're going back to the old ways? Uh, yep. Oh, I'm sorry because, to hear that. Because uh, if I know anything about the society that I live around and that I interact with, that's this is just a temporary part in this in in the world's timeline. And when this is all over, change is scary, and we're just going to go right back to the way it was. Yeah, true. True. Big yeah. change. I think you'll see it in small pockets. I think some smaller business will look at it. Some smaller businesses will look at it as an opportunity to maybe decrease floor space. Uh, maybe I don't need to have uh, as much space open for tables and things. Like I want to bring people in, but if I had to make that trade off um to to ensure that i could survive easier if something like this came down the pipe again um is it better for me to have a better online presence in a smaller store and not have wasted retail space for tables and i don't i, I i'm not saying that it's wasted to have re, you know uh open retail space for for tables for people to either read or play games that's that's good that's one of the reasons that we love these these types of stores but at the same time that's something that they have to consider now going forward is were they just not right sized for the business that they did? Fair enough. Fair enough. I think, uh, yeah, for the small business, it's going to be like for local game stores here, game and comic stores here. I know one store that opened after a whole bunch of other ones were already open a couple of years ago, they chose a really small location and they basically just treated it like a boutique and they only had like one or two tables. They barely had enough room to hold like an eight-man Friday Night Magic, for example. Uh, but that worked for them because their overhead was low. And so they basically, they had their customers that came in and they sold what they could. And he was, the guy who owns it was also supplementing it with like a screen printing business and stuff. So he was, he had his hands in a lot of different, you know, works and stuff and, and doing different things. And he was kind of funneling it all through the same location, but he found a way to make it work. And I think that's what you have to do. I think on a larger scale, like Charles, where you're talking about the work from home stuff. Yeah. I think a lot of major corporations are going to look at their numbers and they're going to try to figure out where productivity is. If, if there are systems in place and right now is a huge period of like insight and innovation for anybody who's doing work from home. So the companies that they're working for and the people who are doing the jobs, they're getting tons of really valuable data right now. It's obviously economic catastrophe, but, they're going to be able to see, can we have people work from home and get the same level of productivity, generate the same revenue out of them? And if so, can we close all of our call centers or our office buildings and, and locations or size them down considerably? And then can we subsequently upscale in the number of people we have or anything like that? Because everybody who's ever run a business knows that your employment, your payroll is your number one most controllable expense if you're struggling you cut hours if you 
or you fire people. If you're doing well, you hire more to meet demand, all that kind of stuff. So I think that they will look at the situation, they'll, they'll be able to look at all the analytics, and I think you'll see some major companies making the move to do more work from home. I, the big thing I would like to see is even the companies that maintain office space like they have in the past, having a more aggressive, if you don't feel well, stay home, work from home policy. Like if you're sick and you work in an office building with 200 other people, you should stay home and do your work from home as best you can for the week or whatever it takes you to get through the common cold or the flu until you're not symptomatic anymore. That would drastically help stop the spread of, of sickness through a workplace, which is always an issue. And it would keep, you know, it, I don't understand why companies haven't realized this. There's this mentality in corporate circles that like you've got to have all the sheep in their in their cubicles all the time or there's no way that the the sausage is getting made, but it doesn't make sense because people have proven in, in these last few weeks they can do they can pivot and they can be innovative and creative and find ways to do their jobs given extraordinary circumstances. So yeah. Yeah, it, you know this is this this I think will help instigate those arguments that have been percolating for the last few years as far as efficiency and what can be done work from home versus in in the in the office space itself. You know, using other countries and their their more liberal work at home policies um, for for data collection. But uh, you will definitely see, I think, in the future, from my perspective, uh, more governmental agencies are going to shift a lot more work from home because there's going to be less of a Less if they if they can start to pare down the need for um, facilities upkeep maintenance and energy use those are those are three huge costs that hit us every single year that we have to figure out and if we, if you can start reducing the number of buildings that you need that's that's it's exponential the amount of money savings that the governmental agencies will have that they can either redirect funds to go somewhere or perhaps you know we just don't need to pay that much in taxes yeah and with that we're still gonna pay that much in taxes (laughs) (laughs) yeah and with that we're hitting the uh the 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 break size right here so paul give me the one minute rundown of the humble bundle hit uh, yes. Yeah, so there's a couple of new bundles that just hit. Uh, of course, we still have the monthly bundle available. 2K's Game Together bundle just came out um, from 2K Games. It's got a $1 tier with Darkness 2 and some other spec ups the line and some other stuff. It's got a $12.80 beat the average tier that also has the Bioshock collection in it, which is a pretty good price for the Bioshock collection. Uh, and then the $20 or more comes with XCOM Enemy Unknown Complete Edition. Borderlands Game of the Year Enhanced and the Borderlands Handsome Collection, as well as NBA and uh, wrestling WWE 2K20. Both of those games have been panned pretty hard as being like just rote garbage. So I'm not promoting them. (laughs) But the other games, XCOM is a fantastic game. Borderlands are fantastic games. So if you threw $20 at that bundle, even those games would be a spectacular deal. There's also, because I'm always going to promote Warhammer, Warhammer has a series starters by Black Library book bundle up right now, ebook bundle. It has a $1 tier with, it looks like six different books, an $8 tier with another eight books, and then a $15 or more tier that adds 
adds an additional 10, 12 books. So a whole bunch of eBooks available. Uh, these bundles that Games Workshop authorizes through Humble are always incredible. It's such a good deal. If you're into the Warhammer 40K universe, the books are always really well regarded and and held up pretty good i have one other bit of news that is not humble uh playstation just announced the play at home initiative uh we're recording this on april 15th as of tonight at about 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pdt you are going to be able to get uncharted the nathan drake collection and journey for free on psn on your playstation 4 hundred percent for free. You do not have to be a PSN network subscriber, anything like that. You keep it forever. You have from April 15th through May 5th to redeem it. It's on your account. You can download it later if you want, whatever. So go hit that up if you're a PlayStation uh, player and you don't have those games yet. They were given away as part of the PSN network a few times in the past, but honestly, for anybody who's not a PSN subscriber, it's awesome to get them in there in your account forever and you don't have to be subscribed to play them, which is great. Awesome. And then with that, we're going to be out. We're recording all this in, in collectible card sizes. So check your podcatcher and check uh, the YouTubes and all that for which section that you missed. And we'll be back here live to record another section in just a minute. Breaking the panel is the flagship podcast on the giant size team up network. You can support the show at patreon.com slash breaking the panel, and you'll find more of our amazing podcasts at giantsizeteamup.com.